If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Kokotoni Wilf. Hmm. What's that mean, Boat? Well... It's kind of a long story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's one that I'm preparing to make up in my mind as we speak. So, ko in Japanese means small. Okay. So, koko can only mean really small. Super small. Small, small. Yeah. And then Tony, the band. Tony, Tony, Tony. Right. Yeah. So, Wilf. It's sort of like a MILF, but mm -hmm. with with, with what? It's like more of a general wolf thing. So, So it's an older woman, a very small older wolf. That's really into Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Man, why would they make this game? Well, that's why we're. That's what we're here to discuss this mm. evening. So, um, Aaron, did you ever? <laughs> what a lead in, Aaron. <laughs> have Have you ever considered, um, you know, if you were going to make a time traveling game? Because this is a time traveling game. Yeah, I'm aware. What period of your life would you like to time travel back to? Oh, my own life. Yeah, I get to time life. travel back to. Let's see. You know, there was a very uh, life-changing experience I had on a bus one time. A school bus? Yeah. Oh, not a city bus. I was coming bus. back from a, a trip to Kings Island, mm-hmm. I was and I was asleep, and this guy came up and spit on me. I'll mm. never forget that. And my buddy woke me up. I was like, man, that guy came up here and spit on you. And I, I didn't destroy this guy, because I was like, I'm a meek fellow. So if I could go back in time, I would wait till the moment that guy came up that spit on me, and I would just beat the hell out That's of him. That's right. I mean, physically as Pre-emptive an adult, strike. I would just beat him down. Yeah. And that'll, that'll learn him. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Eighth grade. <laughs> eighth grade. But I think, It's eerie how these... <laughs> yeah, because King's Island trip is in eighth grade. Man, every day, I would go out to the uh, to the yard, yeah. as it were, at lunchtime. The yard, like in prison. Yep. And uh, and me and my buddies would get together, and we have the Star Trek Club. Okay. This is, we were, and they spit on me. We were mega popular. <laughs> oh, okay, mm. Chad was one of these people. Believe oh, it or not, God, I knew that. That was obvious. <laughs> and man, we would just have such a great time. We design starships. We designate. We promote ourselves to admirable, admiral, and admirable admiral. <laughs> Sort of a level above. Clearly, you weren't taking time to study your speaking at that point. <laughs> but boy, I just remember every day, every day I just looked forward to, to lunchtime, going out there and Star how, Trek. Club. How many how many young fellows were in the Star Club? I know there are no girls in it. Oh, no. So how many how many young men were in this club? I think there were about four of us. Uh-huh. And Together we formed you know an elite unit. Uh-huh. And, it, and, and you every day, it's like you'd run out of material after a while. Well, it was sort of like, we, sometimes we'd LARP, you know. I knew. <laughs> And uh, and 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 so- oh boy! And sometimes we just we just sit down and we discuss you know what happened on the previous night's episode I of see. the Next Generation. And this is yes, that's the ne- Next Generation was on. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever been to a formal Star Trek uh, meeting? I've been to one. I've yeah. been to well, I've been to a convention. Is that what you're? No, I mean no. like that. Oh. Charleston had a Star Trek ship. I have never been to one of these. I things. went to a meeting. Of their, okay. Uh, in, in fact, it was with the Smith Boys. And um, that sounds like a very West Virginian name. It was a very the, down with the Smith boys. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, remember a couple of weeks ago we did a show, and you asked me if there was really any uh, good-looking girl that was in the school that you can remember. This mm-hmm. this good-looking girl went was a member of this club. Wow. And she was the only girl, so she was very popular. And I remember thinking, and this is Aaron. This is a young Aaron. I remember thinking, never have I been party to, to such a 
uh, uh, huge gathering of the biggest dorks ever assembled. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievably dorky. And so I, that was the only meeting I went to. <laughs> Where was the meeting held? It was in Charleston, like a library, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Don't get me but wrong. But this really hot girl was there. Yeah. Hey, man, I would have kept going back. Nah, I had no chance. Because my Star Trek knowledge wasn't good enough. Mm. I, I'm not, I'm you're, not, you're, you're not like Wilcox. I'm not the biggest Next Generation fan. Oh, this was only Next Generation based. It well, no, it, it was wasn't. both. But, you know, hey, listen, old school, I can take care of business. But mm-hmm. New, Next Generation, I watched it. But, you know, eh. Plus, I didn't want a uniform. And, and I mean, what did you... Like, when you... Small group of geeks got together at lunchtime... That's sort of, uh, you know how the penguins get together to fight the cold? It's right. sort of like that. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually going out and meeting and making efforts to go out, it's not for protective purposes, then you got something going on there. I don't know. Yeah. Not interested. I understand. Well, you know what I am interested in? What's that? Coca Tony Wilf. <laughs> and who is it? <laughs> we seriously looked this up before the show to see what that meant. And it doesn't mean anything, does it, Bo? I was unable through the annals of the internet to discover the meaning behind Coca Tony Wilf. Yeah, no kidding. So. Let's dig deep, Dreamcatcher style, into uh, Cocatoni Wilf, uh, released in the year of our Lord, 1984, uh, published by Elite Systems Limited. This was their first ever release, Boat. You know, 1984, my all-time favorite year of video games. Really? Yeah. That was a good year. Also, it was the last year that a decent Van Halen album came out. Mm, was and, it Was it 1984? Correct. Mm. And even that, when the synthesizer started creeping in, you got problems. That's true. Was Jump on that album? You got that right, buddy. Oh, yeah, it was on there. Um, so, um, this was authored by four gentlemen. I looked into their game repertoire. Uh, Andy Williams. Andy Williams, uh, not the singer, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. I knew, I, I knew what you were saying. I'm thinking... <laughs> Uh, he was responsible for bo- the, bo- the bomb jacks on the uh, oh, spectrum. Okay. He did he did uh, Fall Guy, which we talked about. We'll get to that. A Grand National, and then a game that I couldn't help but chuckle over: Frank Bruno Boxing. Do you know who Frank Bruno is? Was he the inspiration for Rocky? No, he was the inspiration for Failey. He was a <laughs> he was a very, he was a also ran British heavyweight that had some success. I will say he did win, as I recall, a form of the world title. Well, is it kind of like, I mean, was he the Sinclair of the British boxing world? You know, huge in his own country, relatively unknown outside? Oh, no, he was known. Okay. I knew who he was, because I knew, Mike Tyson, as I recall, pummeled him from pillar mm. to post. But uh, he was a in, in, over in, in Europe, and so he was, he'd made a name for himself, Frank Bruno. So he goes in a boxing game. Um, uh, the, another fellow that worked in this game was named Roy C. Green. He worked on a couple of the same games. He also did Battleships, Commando. Uh, he did Paperboy, Ramparts, and then you had a couple guys that did very little to nothing. Neil A. Bate, who did nothing else on the uh, Spectrum, and Stephen Lockley, which did Jackal. If you ever played Jackal, I don't know. I played Jackal on the, the arcade uh, NES, game. I played. Is it yeah. the one with the Jeeps? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these guys had something of a uh, of, of a background. You know, Jackal is kind of a funny game because do you remember what the animation when you throw grenades out of your out of your jeep? Yeah, what about it? Well, it's not really like you'd throw a grenade in real life. In this game, the grenade travels two or three hundred feet up in the air to where it's almost full size in your face. It's almost like, <laughs> a, as I recall, it's almost like a kickoff or punch. Yeah. You know, it goes way up there. <laughs> exactly. End over end. It's a Can weird thing. Can you imagine thing. trying to scope where that's going to land from the Jeep? You're in a moving Jeep. I'm going to loft this thing 200 yards straight. This is like, like a good way to blow yourself away. Very true. Um, the original price on this one, Boatster, big money. Five pound ninety nine p. 
uh, and this this game here uh, was for the old 48k. So, in case you were wondering, so now this game has a wacky backstory. I mean, it's wacky. By the way, it's also appeared on the uh, uh, Amstrad and the C64. Right. right? So, in Kokotoni Wolf, Ulrich the Magician has a renewal spell. It's a sleep spell. He casts on this dragon every year. Right. On a bunch of dragons, I guess. If he doesn't cast on the creatures, wake up, and I guess they devour everybody. Not mm-hmm. good. So to do this, he needs the dragon amulet. But unfortunately, a la G.I. Joe and the weather dominator, the uh, amulet's been broken and the pieces have been scattered to the four winds. You're going to have to explain that. I don't know what you're talking You ever watch the old G.I. Joe cartoon? Mm-hmm. I was afraid of it as a child. Okay, well... <laughs> it is violent. They had this gimmick called the Weather Dominator. Well, the pieces got spread all over the Earth because it exploded. And they, all the G.I. Joes and the Cobra had to go get it. Was that one of the times where G.I. Joe and Cobra teamed up together? Well, not really. No, they wanted to kill each other. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this happened again. So you've got to get these pieces, reassemble them. And Ulrich is too old to take care of this. I don't know how that feels. I'm with Ulrich. <laughs> you got to hire some sucker to come take care of business for you. So who else do you hire but this dork named Wilf? And here he comes. So now to give Wilk some some love, mm-hmm. he gives him some magical wings. So in case you played this game, you're like, "Is this an angel? What's happening here?" It's not. Just a guy with some wings. It's some guys. With, it's a guy with some wings. We we all been there. Yeah, and that's right. Now, of course, when you when you spread uh, when you spread this crap all over the, uh, the place, you don't actually just put it in different places. You put Geographic it in different. No, that's for yeah. that's for suckers. Right. You put it in different times. All right. So and you've got to you've got to guide Will uh, Will through these different areas, uh, six levels, all in different historical eras, and you begin with the dinosaurs and you go all the way to the end. <laughs> I love this. At the end of this game is spaceships and robots. The spaceships and robots you can only find in the year two thousand one. Mm. So you know, far, in the far flung future. Remember back in the days we sh- we drove around those old fashioned spaceships and we had those stupid robots. <laughs> like almost twenty years yeah, ago now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, so that's the setup for the game. Now, uh, this game starts out with you in the prehistoric zone, mm-hmm. and you've got some. Which luck. is weird. You'd think that he'd start in his own time. Well, I guess he's going back in order of of appearance. <laughs> <It's like laughs> <laughs> and he goes back, and he and he uh, has to gather these little. How would you describe the pieces? I mean, almost like a star of David or something. Yeah, I mean, they look like little amulets in themselves. I think yeah. maybe it's it's some sort of a triforce like thing where lots of little amulets make one big amulet. Now, this game I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how you found it. Uh, I'm just gonna cut to the chase here. I mean, scattered throughout this game are big. Um, Solid colored animals mm-hmm. that don't move. You've got dogs, you've got dinosaurs, you've got monsters of all sorts. Okay, um, they're way bigger than than Wilf, uh, and they look. Given the time period, they look pretty cool. Yeah, um, this game is the the basis of the game. I don't know what you would. It's not a platformer. Let's call it an action. Adventure exploration game. How about that? Yeah, I'd say that it's got. It sort of gets some. It's got a hero vibe to mm-hmm. it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, except here, I didn't have to hit the button a lot. Right. Um, you guide Wilf around to these various rooms, 
It's a it doesn't scroll. It's a single. It's the old uh, single screen scroll. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go, you leave one, you come on to the other one. Now, I read a lot of people talking about this game because I don't know if this game has some sort of name or a rep or something. And a lot of people. Well, it's 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 made by Elite. Right. And Elite games have a certain pedigree about them. Well, a lot of people seem to kind of down on this game because it's goofy, and it is goofy. I think to appreciate this game, you have to put yourself in 1984. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we we did a game a long time ago on the Amiga. It's called Last Ninja Remix. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Now, what do you, do you remember? What I liked about that game? No. I, it, it give it, it gave you the illusion that you were sort of exploring in a free roaming world. Sure. Right. This gives you that times about a million. Mm -hmm. Like you're all over the place. And it's and it to, as a uh, someone who was playing games back then, this game I would I would love I would have killed to have had this because it gives you the feeling that you're in all these different worlds. Right. They did it. They did it right, didn't they, both? It's I agree hundred percent. Really, I'm sure you're going to kill it. Um, I'm so happy. I think that games like this, uh, really, <laughs> especially for this time period, you can you can scroll freely in both directions. Right. When you pass a screen, you can go back to it. Sometimes some places have multiple exits. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's it's almost like a, a very easy to understand maze like structure because you're never truly lost in these worlds. They're they're pretty linear, but there are different times where you have to take a, an alternate <laughs> pathway. Um, if you find that gathering an amulet in one specific location is too difficult, you can just skip it. You're not forced to stay on that screen until you get it. To me... But you're going to have to get it. You're going to have to get yeah. it eventually. To me, this game is a combination between a much easier, much more fun Jet Set Willy... <laughs> yes. I knew you were going there. a popular game among the Amigos retro gaming crew, Glider. Because you're negotiating, you're flying, you're negotiating a series of obstacles trying to get from left to right in a series of rooms. I don't. I don't get the glider. It you don't remind, get the it glider. It doesn't remind me of. That's no, a, the, the, this is way more. Uh, this guy's much more controllable. Wait, than the it is much more controllable. But each each scene is like its own little world. This is know? like if you. This is like what would happen if you took if you wanted a scroll a, a, a single screen adventure game and you're like you know who I want our lead character to be the dude from Joust. Mm -hmm. Sort of reminds me of. Well, again with the glider thing. Except he didn't have to flap as hard. Again with the glider thing. This is. Um, Glider, every scene is completely different than the scene that came before it. It's like its own painting. This game is exactly like that. And so many games like this, like if you think about Thanatos, yeah. like there's so many screens where you just go through screen after screen of the same general art. This one, each scene, it's like a different a different painting. And I really like that. I like the, I even like the plot. And you're right about Jet Set Willy. This is like a this is almost like something that I'm not gonna say it's it's not a kids game, okay? It's it could be it mm -hmm. could be easily made to be a kids game just if you, but I mean there is plenty of danger, but I mean it's not I didn't feel like I was totally screwed. Now you keep talking about pressing the button. I am quite sure in this game that you press up to fly and there's no I, well, button. Well, I use I use the keyboard. Okay, yeah. so for me everything okay. was pressing the button. I forgot you got that jacked up. Spectrum well, no, I just I just right. I play this with my keyboard. I yeah. always play Spectrum games with a keyboard almost every time. Um, the game's colorful, and uh, as you would expect, it's the kind of... But, I mean, they do a good job of... There's not really a lot of uh, 
uh, wacky color clash. I mean, it looks like the co different yeah. screens are. I mean, there there the is right you way. can you can force some clash if oh, you yeah, if you yeah, cover yeah. down. But I mean, it's 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 definitely not not ugly. Um, other than I mean, it's. <laughs> Spectrum games are sort of garish, and I and what I believe to be an attractive way. I mean, everything is really bright pastels. Yeah. If you look at the C sixty four version of this game by Which comparison, I did not look at it. It looks it looks altogether drab. I mean, the colors are real muted. Really, the 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 Commodore just does a really poor job of rendering the color red. You know, the reds and Spectrum are real real red, and I like that. Um, so this is definitely, and from what I was able to gather online, this is the version of this game to play. Uh, well, that didn't surprise me. Uh, I like the different time periods. Now, I know yeah, there's a future world, and there's also the past world. There's a, uh, a like an aquatic, like a uh, almost like a uh, looks like a Viking ship. Well, you're going through a, like very important time periods in history, right. like 1066. Um, one of the uh, like 17 something, and there's like the the witch things are going yeah. on, yeah, you know, that, that sort yeah. of thing. And, uh, then it looks like maybe some media. Oh, there was a castle right. in there. Yes, mm -hmm. There's a lot. The, the background. There's a lot of, of different stuff to look at. You know, this game is tough to go over in a way because if you look at a game like this with modern eyes and you're like, this, what is this? You just avoid stuff. And that's that's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when, when I play a game like this, and this is one thing you have to think about when you play these older games, is that, is like, what would, I, what would this have been like when it came out? And do I still enjoy playing it? All right. I mean, if you look at Chaos as a good example, it is as remedial as they come. Uh, but it's super-duper fun. Right. You know, so how does this translate? Well, this is a, sort of in the same vein. The graphics back in those days probably were quite, quite mind-blowing. Now they look like super remedial, like you'd make them with, like, MS Paint. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they uh, is the game still fun? Well, I, I enjoyed it. Sometimes I like the simplicity. And this game is the ultimate simplicity. Move your move your uh, guy around, pick up the, every screen has something to pick up, and then go move on to the next screen. Right. Simple. Right. You know, and who knows what's next? You know, I think this game gets a lot of bad rep because you know the the dinosaurs at the very beginning they do like look like something that might be in a kids game. You I know, like they, when the, they, their tongues come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> it doesn't look like you know very hard hitting, but the thing is like. I love the art in this game. I love how different the, the graphics look, you know, how unique each enemy is. The birds are pretty much a constant throughout, but I mean, like, all of the other things in this game are all pretty unique, and I love the different settings. Uh, I was unable to get past the uh, the, the first time period. Uh, there was one thing in particular, I just couldn't figure out the timing that I'd have to, it was, this game is, is as much about um, dropping as flying, and in some instances you have to drop, you have to fly up to the top and drop it just the right angle to get some of these things. You know, one thing I've learned, this game is very European, mm -hmm. and which is, you know, no duh. But uh, there really is, there aren't, American games were not made like no, this one. No. This is a whole different type of game. And so, uh, uh, but I, I did get past the very, the first one. Uh, you know, you give an ample amount of lives to start mm -hmm. off with, which is which is good. They do very clever stuff. I'm, I'll, I'll watch the playthrough of the whole thing just to get a, uh, I mean, it goes on about half, you know, guy went about 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's all kinds of cool stuff with water. Like you said, there's tons of different enemies. There's sharks, there's sailors, there's uh, bats and birds and, and weird crap flying around. And there's just it's, it's spikes, of course. Fire, you know, everything. Uh, it, it's, it's a nice blend. And it's like I said, this game, a lot like Manic Miner in a way, 
you never know what the next screen's going to bring, which I like. Uh, there's so much variety that it never gets old, yeah. and I don't mind even starting over because it's it's it, it's different. And again, it's another game like Manic Miner, for example. Again, it's not nearly it's not in the same stratosphere from difficult right. difficulty, but uh, in terms of the of the way it's set up, it says it shows you the screen, you know, and it, there's no hurry. Mm -hmm. There's no uh, there's, there's no time there's limit. No, no, they could have sucked all the fun out of this game if they would have given you a time limit to complete the the level, like Manic Miner does. I was not a big. I know you like Manic Miner and all that. It's not my kind of game. I it's, love I love Manic Miner. It's way too. There's way too many things going against it. Like you can have really hard difficulty, and, or you can have a timed level. But having both, oh no. Nope. Well, but one thing this does, and Manic Miner, Manic Miner does it. But of course, you're under the gun. Is you come out, it shows you what it's got. Mm -hmm. Here's what I got. Right. You figure it out. Yeah, it's a puzzle. It really you know, is. Now, uh, um, there are things I don't like about it. <clears throat> Let's talk about that. So, thing number one, um, I hate Wilf. I don't like the way the character is drawn. He is kind of Lionheartish. No. You know, Faye. Don't even get me started, Boat. I'd hate to have to beat you down here on, on our nearing our 200th episode of Amigos. But, um, I don't like the way he looks. He how always, would you how would you change him? I would make him look more heroic, to be honest with you, and or maybe just cooler. This game could have been cooler. Well, okay, you, you're not dealing with a huge sprite here, so I mean, I don't I'm know, not more sure. like if you're gonna have a winged guy, make it more like a Kid Icarus, something like that. You know, this guy just I don't I don't I don't like the way he looks. Okay. I also don't like the way he sh shuffles along either. Well, he doesn't do much shuffling. Well, you might, you're not you're very rarely on the ground yeah, if you're yeah. if you're like if you play like me. Um, the uh, it's got the usual, if I may quote the magazines, the it's got the sound that you come to expect on the <laughs> ZX Spectrum. Yeah. Immediately my, muted. My, Immediately. My, my favorite line <laughs> for the magazines. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, I didn't... If you look past the simplicity of it and just sit down and play it, I think it's fun. Yeah. And trust me, when I sat down to play this, I looked at the first screen, I'm like, well, what, what is this, an educational title? And the downstairs with the tongues, it, just, mm -hmm. it looks goofy. Like, it does what? look goofy. But I mean, and, and it's they're good looking dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I don't. I, I, I like the this game. Is just I like a, the another look. another unique title. For it's the unique, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've played a game quite like this. Me neither. One. <laughs> it's a very strange one. So get this boat. I was going through the uh, Wickeroo on this. Mm -hmm. Um. It said this game was released. Uh, and there, and a competition was made out of it by Elite Systems. So the magician's purpose in sending Wilf on the mission is only revealed on the completion of the game. Okay. In fact, did you watch the end of this game? I watched the end of it, but what I must let, have. What a letdown! I must have missed this. Today. The last screen's a text. It's been some right. Text it says, says the dragons will now sleep for yeah. longer. So the first hundred people to send information to Elite won a copy of the next game, and the next game was the Fall Guy. Now. I don't know if this is based on the TV show The Fall Guy. Do you remember that show? No. Was this like um? Was it was you it like remember Conan? that show? It had uh, uh, Lee Majors as the fall, as the stunt man who also solved crimes. Really? So it was like uh, it was I'm like, not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair. Boom, it's boom. like cold, the, like the Night Stalker. It's nothing like that. No, oh. it's not anything. It was uh, it was uh, Lee Majors. You know who he was, right? What he played was... the Six Million Dollar Man. Okay. Uh, and he all, most recently he played Ash's father on the Evil Dead TV show. Uh, it also had a uh, Heather. Gosh, I get Heather Locklear and Heather Thomas mixed up. Mm. 
both hot, and in the credits of the show, she's in a black bikini that's burned just, in just my mind. Just dancing around? No, just staying there looking hot. Okay. And then there's this other geek that's the other stuntman who's a geek. That's mm. the guy that gets abused, basically. And they go out and solve crime. So I'm assuming that this Fall Guy is based on that show. Okay. Go look up the entrance music for it. It's great. Okay. You can use it on the Amigos sometime. Uh, but uh, I could be way off. Uh, yeah, bam. Thank you, Jason. It's based on the TV show. There it is. Chat room for the win. Mm -hmm. So that's a good prize, maybe. Uh, so maybe one of these days we'll look at the fall guy. I hope so. Yeah, we'll both sing the theme. We'll get your acoustic guitar out and go to work. Sounds good. Um, this game got a pretty good uh, reception. Pretty good. Uh, Crash Magazine, the old Crash, uh, and gave it an 84%. Uh, your Spectrum. Your Spectrum grades things weirdly. And this, this time it gave it three grades, three different reviewers. Hmm. One guy gave it two out of five, and two people gave it three out of five. Weird. Sinclair User gave it six out of ten. And uh, World of Spectrum, the voters there liked it much more and gave it an 8.36. Uh, I would... I would uh, Heather Locklear, thank you. Uh, and so I would say... This is somewhere in the seven range for me, six and a half to seven. Uh, perfectly competent, good-looking title, fun, uh, and a dumb name and weird premise, but a fun game. So I, I, I'd say, you know, I think you're way off on this one. This is a nine for me. Really, you like it that yeah, much? Yeah. I mean, it's a very simple mechanic, but I could get far. I felt accomplished when I played the game. Yeah. I love the artwork. Yeah, you art's know, great. The, the, the art. Um, you know, it's, yeah, this is about as good as we've played, I think, on, on the system in as far as as far as I go. Well, I mean, it, it is very much, it's almost like someone said, let's take the guy from Hero and just make, the release him from the cave. Except this is before Hero. Well, I'm just saying, that's what I list. I played Hero first. What could I do? Uh, that, you know, he, it, I like the concept. It's nice to have room to move around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, you're always stuck in something. Mm -hmm. You know, so if like if you if it's a little bit of hero and a little bit of joust mixed with a little bit of uh, well, it's, it's really it's really nothing like joust. The guy is the a lot, guy's the guy, flying. The guy's a little bit like joust. The joust guy. I he mean, has wings. He looks like a bird. If like you put you fly. a long neck on him when he's in the air, it's the joust. It's the joust guy. Well, you realize the joust guy is not really... I know, it's an ostrich right. guy one. I right. got it, I got it. So it's... Okay. Don't hassle me. We both like the game. Yeah. That's the important thing. It's, and I'm also right here. And right. I can't tell you, you know, uh, again, this we, you talked about it before, having, starting out with a generous amount of men, which are known as wilfs, and the and the, uh, and the thing uh, is... <laughs> is Now, what would have been even better is if they just would have put in, you know, you can start, you get as many lives as you want and you start from the screen, you know, before you died. But that was, it was a different time. You know, I did read there's a cheat at this, which I didn't read about until right before I came over. If you, at the start of the game, when the title's displayed, press two, the number two, to enter time zone two, or three to enter time zone three. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's a little, little level skip there. Yeah, and from what I read, this was put in the game for the guys over at Crash to review it, mm. and they just left it in. That's what they say, anyway. Um, I looked this up on eBay, by the way, Bo, in case you want to pick you up a copy. Um, Cheaparoo, 12, buck, 12 U.S. bucks. Uh, there weren't a ton of copies, but they were out there, all in the U.K., of course, because we get nothing. That's true. Kind of a, you know, you mentioned something I want to just talk on real quick, where I would mention Hero, and you're like, this predates Hero. You're right. It's funny to... I think this predates Hero. Does it predate Hero? Uh, it's 1984. There's not a whole lot of Activision action that early on. Um, it's weird to think that this stuff could have been what 
because everyone knows Hero, not as many people know this in America mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, it's funny to think that some of these old games that we play uh, that were that were influencing games that we grew to love, and this could have easily been involved. I mean, a game like this, you could have easily see how it could have influenced other games. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that this and, and Pitfall, you know, you mix both of those together and you get Hero yeah. for sure, especially Pitfall Two, which I'm not sure. I love, think Pitfall Two might have come out after Hero. I love but, Pitfall Two, by the way. Dun 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 dun, cool music mm-hmm. in it. I love it's, it. Yeah, yeah great it's game. One of the few Atari titles with uh, memorable music. You know, I think it had an extra chip in the, in the card. Maybe so. I'm, I'm, I'm probably like sure a pokey chip or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Aaron, um, before we go, I just want to tell everybody, if you are a lone listener to Iris Sinclair and you don't listen to any of the other shows on our network, we do have other podcasts. We've got an Amiga podcast called Amigos. Uh, and right after this, we're going to record our 200th episode of that. Uh, we also have ARG Presents, which Arr. is hosted by Aaron and his brother Brent, where they cover a different system every single week. So uh, check those out, both on YouTube or your favorite podcatcher, if you need some more listening-slash-viewing material. Mm. ARG is most specifically a watched uh, a watching experience rather than a listening experience. Aaron works hard putting in a lot of dainties uh, on that show. Um, so I want to thank our Patreon supporters, Gary Heather, Gary with two R's, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. I thought about Hassel. adding a second R to my name. What do you think? Two A's, two R's, all awesome. Two, two O's, everything twice. Maybe. It's probably, like, I don't think it would change the way it's pronounced. <laughs> probably not. I think at some point, all those double letters just cancel themselves out. I can triple, out. quadruple them up. Yeah. a big, long stretch There's a principle I learned in algebra that, that, that demonstrates Maybe that. Maybe I'll put the R at the beginning. Mm. Raring. Like I'm raring to go. Isn't that what happened on Elvis's tomb? They put Relvis on there? No, I think they, they misspelled Aaron, and that's why people think that he's still alive, because that was his middle name. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be right, but... I think he's still among us. I believe you, yeah. Um, next week... We are going to take we're going to take another trip out to the fields, the athletic fields. Oh man! All right, <laughs> where, where, where we hang where we hang out all the time. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a look at Daly Thompson's decathlon. Oh boy, I've been licking my chops. This one, that one. Yeah. I've played this one. I cannot wait for this. We've, episode. I've heard so much about this one. I can't wait. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, make sure and check us out then. And until then, rewind tape and press play. <laughs>